You grab the blanket, girl, I'll grab the beer. I know a spot not far from here. A little place only four-wheel drives can go. Hello and welcome to the Back Porch. This is Jay with the Back Porch and Jay and Brandon. I think Brandon may have slept in this morning. He, uh, he He's not with us yet, but he, he may slip in. You never know. Can't never tell what he's going to do. But today we have got a, uh, a great artist named Jeremy McEwen. That's right. Yeah. Jeremy McEwen is uh, currently living in Trenton, Tennessee. Was you, was you born and raised around Trenton? Born and raised, yeah. Born the metropolis, buddy. All right. <laughs> Golden Tide. Golden Tide. Look out, black and gold. Jeremy has got a real unique sound. It's a sound that I really like. Something you don't hear every day. It's it's more old school music. Yeah, yeah. Great sound. But before we get in with Jeremy, we're going to talk about our sponsors. We ask and we ask and hope that you'll go to our website page. It's TennesseeBackPorch.Podbean.com, and on our website we've got a sponsor link section. We ask and hope that you'll go and, and support our sponsors. If it wasn't for our sponsors, we would not be able to provide you this, this content for free. Um, this stuff does cost money. Equipment's expensive. We enjoy doing this, so we hope we can get all the sponsorships that we can. Before we get started, we're going to take this little break, and we're going to play a few words from our sponsors. Hey, this is Brandon Newman from Newman Webb Law Firm in Trenton, Tennessee. What makes a great musician is what makes a great lawyer, the ability to tell a story. And at Newman & Webb Law Firm, we know how to tell your story. We handle all kinds of litigated cases. That means cases that are handled in court. So if you know someone or if you have a case and you need to speak to an attorney, call Newman & Webb Law Firm in Trenton at 855-2972 or check us out on Facebook because we can tell your story. Halfway between Nashville and Memphis lies Exit 82. The Jackson, Tennessee area is a hotbed of extremely talented musical performers. Join WNBJ for the Exit 82 show. You'll see and hear an amazing variety of original music performed by Jackson area talent. Exit 82 airs every Saturday following Saturday Night Live on Jackson's NBC 39. All right, we're back. We've got Jeremy McEwen in the studio with us today. And, yeah. and like we said earlier, Jeremy has got a great, unique sound. Jeremy, tell us, uh, how did you pick this kind of sound up? What kind of what kind of influences did you have growing up? Um, you know, truly, I'm just a roots music artist. But uh, being from West Tennessee, uh, just I'm a little biased to the area. So, I, man, I, th- I think I just naturally blend my surroundings, you know. It's got some blues in there. It's got some folk, a uh, little bit of rockabilly, and there's a little bit of jazz also. So uh, I think we're pretty lucky to grow up in this area and live in this area, you know, and, and be surrounded by so much great music and musical history. So I really, I man, I really just try to do my best to to keep that spirit alive and keep that sound alive, you know. Yeah, and, and being here in the area, like I said, you know, we're we record here in Milan, which is about. 20 miles north of Jackson, you know, Jackson being right in the middle of Memphis and Nashville, we, we kind of, you know, we said this in previous episodes, we kind of have a mixture of everything, yeah. you know, yeah. they, they actually call that road, that, that stretch on the Interstate 40 Music Highway, That's right. and they call it that for a reason. We've got, uh, you know, like I said, all types of artists, we're starting to get all kind of venues, you know, around for live music and, and all kind of genres. Jeremy, what, what have you got for us first? What do you want to play for us? Yeah, man. Let's start off with this one. It's called Granny Shot the Dog. All right. It's, it's, a, it's a blues tune, and uh could be sorrowful, but it's actually a little humorous, too, <laughs> so if you kind of listen to the lyric. So here's a little tune called Granny Shot the Dog. Shot the dog this morning. Said Granny, done shot the dog this morning. Shot him with the forty-five. Granny shot him with the forty-five. Said Granny, done shot the dog this morning. She killed him with the forty-five. You'd have thought he had bit the baby. You'd have 
Thought that dog had done gone a bit, baby Maybe chewed up the telephone line Maybe chewed up the telephone line You'd have thought that dog had bit the baby or Chewed up the telephone line Granny had warned him yesterday When he ruined her Sunday dress If the muddy paws touch her again It's gonna lay him to rest If the muddy paws touch her again She's laying him to rest So Granny shot the dog this morning Granny done shot the dog this morning Killed him with a 45 Granny killed him with a 45 Granny done shot the dog this morning Right between the eyes Granny shot the dog. There you go. All right, Jeremy. That, that that's pretty cool. Like I said, this this kind of music you don't hear every day. No, there. you don't, man. And unfortunately, like yeah, I appreciate that. You, you know, don't, you know. I've talked many a times on this show that that I like music that kind of stands out, that's sure. different, that, sure. that you don't hear every day, and it's yeah. definitely something you don't hear every day. Well, I appreciate that. Kind of, uh, sure, it'll take some people back in time, you know. Yeah, yeah. I hope so, you know. And uh, like I said, it's great. So you talked a little bit about your musical influences earlier. Yeah. What, um, what made you first pick the guitar up? Oh, man, well, I grew up a drummer uh, there in Trenton. I was a band kid, you know. I guess I was a band nerd, you know. Then uh, I grew up playing drums, and then once I got to 18, you know, and got out of the band program, it's not fun to play drums on your own. <laughs> so I was like, I got to pick up another instrument here. And uh, naturally, I just uh, I picked up the guitar, and uh, I had always been fascinated by words and poetry and stuff. So songs, you know, kind of just naturally started developing as a, you know, as a youngster, as a, a late teenager. And uh, I just never stopped, man. I went through a lot of different styles and, and scenes, you know. I, I used to write songs for a pop rock group when I was young in college, and then I ventured kind of into Americana then um then i finally once i hit about 30 you know early 30s you start coming into yourself you know and i realized you know i'm just a west tennessee roots artist you know i don't know any different it's naturally what i've grown up around and you know this is what i do this is what how i sound and you know it just is what it is and so uh and, and it's neat man like you said it's it's different uh in the fact that i i like raw music also Right. I like stuff that's earthy. I like stuff that's gritty. You know, not a big fan of uh, computers and synthesizers and exactly. auto-tune like we had talked earlier. You know, exactly. give me give me something real. Uh, give me something raw uh, and, and and organic. And I that's that's just what I try to do, man. But I think it represents just this area. This is a very raw, earthy, you know, kind of it area, is. you know. It is. And, you know, Jackson is known for, you know, the home place of Carl Perkins. Sure, uh, sure. You know. One of the godfathers of rockabilly yeah, and yeah, rock and yeah. roll, and yeah. But some people may not know too that it was also the home of a uh, what Sonny Boy Williams. Sonny Boy Williams, and one of my favorites, buddy, absolutely. And a you know a great blues player, yeah, yeah, great heart player, yeah, yeah. And uh, a lot of people don't realize he was from around here. No, and that's unfortunate, you know, because he he is truly one of the greats. You know, he's one of my favorites. I listen to Sonny Boy Williamson about every day. You know, it makes me feel good to know that. That guy's from this area, you know, and and had that background also, and went off and did some great things. We're pretty lucky, man. Then you got stuff down in in Brownsville, like Sleepy John Estes, exactly. You know, you exactly. talk about raw and gritty, exactly. Buddy, he's as raw as it gets. So uh, we're pretty lucky, man. And a lot of people don't realize, you know, all the history and the the influence as far as music around the world exactly. that we there, have there here. Is. There, you there's know, a lot of history in this area. Absolutely. 
you know, we've, we've spoke about him before too on this show, but you've got, you know, a, a newcomer somewhat or some say it's, it's Jonathan Singleton. Yeah. Yeah. Heard you a know, lot about this guy. He, uh, excellent songwriter, you know, that's, that's now in Nashville. I believe he's big machine records with the publishing deal now. And that's great. You know, there's, there's a lot of rock bands that's come out of this area. Yeah. Leon, one less reason. Yeah. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I even think fuel is, is from that's this right. Area. Yeah. Mr. Yeah. Uh, Carl Bell, is he not from the Kenton area? Yeah, I think you're right, man. There's a lot of stuff. There's a, a buddy of mine I went to school with uh, in Trent. His name's Stephen Pulley. He's a drummer for uh, some group that's out. They're touring right now. They're doing great, too. So there's all kinds of stuff that comes out of this area. Yeah, and I, I can't remember the guy's name. We, there's a guy from here in Milan that actually plays now and travels with George Thorogood. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's here, man, you know? You know, we, we've got, like I said, all kinds of genres and very talented artists in this area. Yeah, absolutely. Jeremy, I tell you what, we're going to go ahead and play one of your recorded songs, too. Okay, just, sounds just good. Just to let people know what you, what you sound like on record. Sure, sure. What we're going to play is a song called King of the Country Sky. Yeah. Tell yeah. us a little bit about this song. Well, before we yeah, play. yeah, this tune right here and what these are, there's a couple of them that are just i'm in the process of recording an album uh to be released in march and these are as raw as you get you know i i try to record albums as live as possible so i'll record you know say this king of the country sky you know i'll go into my recording space my studio wherever i am and i'll record it you know 15 20 times over the matter of a few days to a week then i go back i take the absolute best recording of just me and the guitar right and sometimes you just keep it as that that you're recording that sometimes i got an upright bass player that plays with it he'll come and he'll lay tracks on it or i'll lay some drum tracks on it and just kind of fill it out but at the core of the track is truly a live track right you know i'm not computerized there's no auto tune there's no effects it's just raw it's just me and a guitar and uh so this one is truly raw uh, I don't even think there's a drum track on this. I think it's just guitar and vocal. But by March, this will probably, you know, could be a full produced, you know, recording, okay. you know, upright bass, maybe keyboards, you know, maybe uh, piano, fiddle, you know, there's there's no telling. But this is the beginnings of it. This is as raw as it gets. So King of the Country Sky. <laughs> Was a time when he was the king of the country sky Sailing straight up to that sun That's how we made his money and got his fun Then he would dive back down Just like an old crazy man from the clouds Just risking his life and his yellow bird round after round No golden crown No fancy wine he was the king of that big old country sky No golden crown, no fancy wine He was the king of that big old country sky Just dragging his feet across the tip top of the crops Just killing them bold weevils and the caterpillars with every drop and they're pulling up just in time to miss the power lines and the trees. And how he'd love the danger, oh, something about it, it would set him free. No golden crown, no fancy wine. He was the king of that big old country sky. No golden crown, no fancy wine. But he was the king of that big country sky Working field after field That's how he spent his summer days Either spreading out the seeds Or nipping weeds with a deadly spray But he was the protector Of the beans, the cotton, and the rice He was the end of anything That didn't treat the crops too nice No golden crown, no 
fancy wines But he was the king of that big old country sky No golden crown, no fancy wine But he was the king of that big old country sky Now he sits there on his porch And he stares in the country sky Just wishing for his youth While watching the planes whip on by But his eyes are too old, yeah And his body don't move too fast His days of dust and fields and crops Have withered with the plants Alright, that's a great song, Jeremy Thanks, man. I appreciate that. What, what is what is this song exactly about? Yeah, well, yeah. I got to rambling about the production of it earlier. I forgot to even talk about what the song was about. But King of the Country Sky is uh, it's about an old crop duster that that can't crop dust anymore. He's just too old. You know, it's like <laughs> you know you you, you get uh, to an age. I don't think it's a good idea that you fly a plane. So, but, uh, no, man, you know, when I was a kid, I remember living out in the country. I used to love those mornings being woken up by a crop duster, you know, flying in fields behind your house, you know, just zipping down and then heading up towards the sun and doing it again, man. And, you know, to me, that was such a, just a fascinating, free, you know, artistic way to live, man, you know? And so I remember, you know, laying in bed and, summer mornings or whenever it was and hear the crop duster buzzing over the house or around the fields out back i would run outside <laughs> you know and kind of you know just looking up at it and you're waving at the guy the guy you know you probably can't see you i don't know i've always been fascinated by those guys just their lifestyle it just came to a point where a couple of years ago i was like i want to write a tune about a, a crop duster you know and it came out in this it's almost like a jazzy a mellow jazzy kind of style which i like because it I, I don't know man there's there's got to be something creative and artistic about flying a plane oh, especially sure. as a crop duster you oh, know sure. it's the movement you know so i wanted the music the guitar part especially to have that movement of up right. and down you know and characterize and especially those who's never seen a sure crop duster, absolutely you know, they, man when they come down and, and, yeah. and dust those fields i mean man they get low yeah they yeah, they, they are low. they are talented. It's not just your typical. I'm no. gonna get in an airplane and fly in the sky. No, and this computer is gonna tell me where to go. Exactly. You know, you these, know? these guys got to be yeah. the best of the best. Yeah. You know. So yeah, man, king of the country sky. So it, you know, it came down to a point where he's he's too old. He couldn't fly anymore. But that's his love. That's his passion in life. Right. So now he has to sit on the porch unfortunately and watch these young guys <laughs> the new crop dusters so there you go you no know, you're talking about you know once you reach a certain age maybe you shouldn't be flying <laughs> you know you're uh i think you're about a week or two ago guys out on the golf course and man guess who falls out of the sky harrison ford oh yeah right yeah you know yeah yeah. Besides, just we're gonna land on the on the golf course here, and the, has a crash landing. Luckily, he was okay, and we're yeah. okay. But you know, it comes to a point where you probably shouldn't be exactly flying anymore. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. And I, I'm thankful that that fellow's okay. But maybe King of the Country Sky should be his theme song. You know, <laughs> exactly. And I tell you, somebody else, uh, people may not realize this. He's a Grand Ole Opry member, Mike Snyder. Yeah, yeah. Mike Snyder lives around uh, Gleason, Tennessee, and uh, not too far from us. And and Mike, he he flies himself to and from Nashville from his house. Really, he plays the opera. He's got a cool, small man. airplane. He's got him a he's got a grass runway next really? to his house. And uh, and that's how he gets to to the opera. He he'll just you know. Honey, I'm, I'm going to go to the Opry, and he hops in his airplane, and and there he goes. <laughs> no fighting Interstate 40 on that. Exactly. And, uh, straight you know, shot. Tell us about the uh, the next song you want to play for us. Uh, let's do a, yeah. Um, I got this tune that I recorded, oh man, several years ago, probably back in 2000, what is this, 2015, so it's had to be back 2006, 2007. I recorded this tune. I moved back from the city. I moved back to West Tennessee when I was about 30. And uh, naturally, I wrote this tune called Back to Where I Belong, just about getting away from the city, you know, all the hustle and bustle, kind of the typical stuff, the technology, you know, just back to your roots. This is one of the second most downloaded songs I have all the time, Okay, uh, filtering through my website. And it's it's always fascinated me because when I recorded it, I never thought 
you know, that it would really have that much effect on people. People would truly want to download this one. But I mean, it's it's downloaded a few times a week. And people just seem to love it. So I I normally don't do it, man, but I'm going to go ahead and do it. It's called Back to Where I Belong. And it's it's kind of a feel-good song. We were talking Carter Family and stuff earlier. It's got a little bit of a Carter Family kind of guitar lick. Here we go. Back to Where I Belong. Is it too much electricity? Eventually will shock me, but I sure do would like to keep that TV on. I should get back down to the basics, sell my stuff. I'm gonna trade this old world for a country life where I belong. Back to what is real, back to what is not. Give me on back to what is cold, and on back to what is hot. Give me on back to what I will. Back to what I want Give me on back to what I feel And then back to what I don't That old radioactivity such a sneaky frequency that it'll kill you when you think you were on your own. So find a place where I can stay pure. Get a girl that's cool with nature. Leave that electric world all alone. Give me back to what is real. And back to what is not. Give me on back to what is cold. And on back to what is hot. Give me on back to what I will. Back to what I want. Give me on back to what I feel and on back to what I don't back to where I belong back to the country there you go all right, that's another good one there. I appreciate that. So what, uh, when you decide to write a song, yeah, do, is it something that just inspires you, or do you just sit down with your guitar, with a tablet, okay, I'm, I'm going to write a tune out, or uh, how does that process work for you? It, it's quite magical. I think songwriters are no different than magicians and inventors, and the <laughs> fact that you are creating things that didn't exist before. You're making things magically occur, and it occurs in different ways, man. A lot of times, like for the song Granny Shot the Dog, uh, uh, a young friend of mine, I saw him one morning, and he said, man, he said, Dad Gummit. I was like, what? He goes, Granny Shot the Dog this morning. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, are you serious? He goes, yeah. He said, "Uh, she told him yesterday if he jumped on her again, he was going to kill her. There instantly, I got out my notepad, or probably my phone, you know, notepad on my phone, and I put Granny Shot the Dog. And it was just instantly, you knew, that's a great song idea. Yeah. It happens like that. And then a lot of times, like, uh, I mean, you'll come up with an idea or a verse that just, just pops in your head. Then, man, for some reason, they don't find a like a home. You're not done with them for a year, two years, you know. You just have those songs that... No matter how much you work on them, it takes time and a lot of patience, truly, for them to get settled into, you know, your style and how you want to portray it. And uh, so sometimes, man, it's quick, like Granny Shot the Dog and the others. Right. It takes a long time just to finish them, truly, how you know you want them to be. Yeah, I know a guest we had on the show a couple of weeks ago. His name is Jesse Mullins, and if yeah. you've not heard that episode, you need to. He's got some great stuff. But Jesse talked about that, uh, you know, he does a lot of his own recording and things like that. And he says, you know, he's got hours and hours of recording that might be just a minute or two of one song. It's true, man. Same here, buddy. You know, or or pieces of songs that's never been finished. Yeah. You know, but but he's he's got them down and at some point he'll go back to them and and there we go. And you you never know what's going to come out of it. Yeah, and but the, I just, that's something that fascinates me. And my wife, she can write music, um, really, or, or she she writes lyrics, and, right. and she's really good at it. She can write poetry. She's wrote a book. She's, 
you know, she she can write just about she's anything a, you want. She's a literary person. Eh? Exactly. And when it comes to music, I mean, you know, I try to play the guitar a little bit. I'm yeah. not the best. I, you know, I, I wouldn't say that I would try to put music to a song per se. You should, um, man. You know, I, I can't even tell you what a music note is. I can tell you what some chords are, but you know, that's all you need to know, man. But uh, but yeah, she she, you know, it amazes me that she can sit down with a notebook and sometimes within ten minutes have something, yeah, oh completed, yeah. and it just blows my mind because yeah. it would. If I tried to do something like that, you know, it would take me Shit. hours and hours, Shit. and and with a dictionary or a thesaurus, what what goes with this? What yeah. what can I use for that? Yeah. You know, but it just naturally just comes to her. Yeah, it just, yeah. it just blows my mind. She's got it, man. She's got the gift. And like you said, I mean, sometimes it's instantaneous. Yeah. Sometimes when you feel it, you got it, you write it down, you play it. Then other times, man, it's a lot of effort. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I just, you know, with me not being a songwriter, you know, it's just one thing I just, I can't grasp. I can't get yeah. my head around it is how do you sit down and just come up with a, a storyline or something that rhymes yeah. or something that works so well together, yeah. you know, and just do it like it's nothing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's definitely a talent within itself. Sure. But, sure. Know. No doubt about and, it, man. Uh, and so far, everybody we've had on the show has had some great lyrics and music yeah. and it's just, it's amazing. You know, like I said, the talent that's in this area. Absolutely, man. And, and now that we've got internet digital. Yeah. I mean, we you know we can sit here and do this podcast. Yeah, nobody's sitting here telling us we can't. Exactly. So uh, that's that's part of the purpose of this podcast is let everybody know what's out there, what what people in our area are capable of doing. Absolutely. You know, and, and if you've not heard of some of these people, you you need to get out and and go support them and listen to them. Um, so t- sure. t- tell us some places that that you play live at around here. Where, where could people? you know see you play at some you know some point well seeing that we are in Milan, i'm i'm quite hip to to mojo's right down the street the people the people at mojo's cafe you know uh i mean they got sandwiches they got you know ice cream drinks the whole shebang but they are truly trying to become and they're doing a great job at becoming a a little musical venue in right. a musical hub for artists in this area. Uh, they've, they've been great to me. We've been playing off and on there for a couple of years now. They, I mean, they, one of the best things a venue can do for, for artists and musicians and songwriters is, buddy, you walk in the door and they treat you like royalty. They're yeah. like, what do you need? Are you hungry? Are you thirsty? And whatever, that's good. Whatever you that's need, we'll, we'll help you out. We appreciate you being here. And uh, uh, so that's that's a one spot I truly like to play, man. And it's such a laid back, cool vibe. And for my kind of music, you know, I'm not rocking out. There's not a bunch of right. drums. They're not electric guitars. So that's a cool place where you can go and get a tea or a coffee or right, a sandwich. Right, it's kind of got the, the coffee yeah, shop vibe. Yeah, it's got the coffee shop vibe. So a lot of times, me and my buddy Keith Baumgartner, he's a he's a upright bass player and a great musician here in Milan. He's kind of my counterpart. We play there quite a bit, probably about once a month. Okay. You know, we keep it to the warmer weather. You know, music is truly a, a seasonal business and the fact that unless you it, during the holidays, Christmas, Thanksgiving, unless you have a Christmas album coming out, you're probably not gigging much. <laughs> you know, exactly. so now that we're Christmas rolling, music is yeah, and yeah. nobody's focused no, on what, what else is no. going on. But now that the you know the weather's starting to warm up, then we'll we'll be at Mojo's once a once a month, maybe twice a month. Usually on Saturdays, you can just check out my website. What is your website? JeremyMcEwen.com. Okay. Yeah, there'll be dates on there. Like I said, now that the weather's warming up, we'll be out gigging a little bit. I don't gig much when it's cold, man. <laughs> I'm usually recording or writing. I tell you, with the with the recent episode we had with Blazing Blair, one thing we discussed was. Uh, you know, family-friendly venues. Yeah. And uh, that, that's one thing I struggle with. I, I love to hear live music. Sure. I mean, I can listen to it all day and all night. And one problem I have is I've got an underage child. Sure. My child loves music. Yeah. And I'm not the type that can pawn my child off on somebody else so I can go sit in a bar to hear right. music. Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. Same here. You I know, got two I don't, little ones. I don't drink. I don't smoke. Yeah. You know, so that the, the bar scene don't appeal to me personally right. a whole lot. But, man, yeah. I know you and, can hear some great stuff and great music. But it's good to have some venues to where kids are welcome. Yeah, because they where, need to hear it, too. Well, they need to hear it. You know? they, need to, they need to get their own inspiration. 
you know, you never know. Sure. There may be a kid listening to you yeah. that says, man, I love this style. I like this yeah. stuff, man. I've got to learn to play this. Yeah. And they may go to local music store, buy a guitar, and they may be the next big thing. There, you just, you're exactly you never, right. You never man. know. And that's usually how it starts off, you know. So, you know, we, we, we do have, you know, Mojo's. We've got, a, you know, in Jackson, there's Red Bones, and, yeah. and that's family-friendly. Yeah. And uh, But, you know, there's not a whole lot of family-oriented yeah, music and I, I left out one. We play in Trenton quite often too. The coffee shop there, right downtown. Oh, okay. It's called To the Last Drop, and we've had some good shows there too. Okay, and we're getting into the family friendly thing. I mean, that's half, good. I didn't even realize they had music. There. Yeah, yeah. That's you know, good. it's it's once a month maybe. Yeah, uh, not as frequent as Mojo's, but right. family friendly. Usually when we play there, half of them are kids. Yeah, it might be high school, middle school, then little kids, but. But they, it's fun. They need to be there. Exactly. Hey, some, if, if anybody needs to hear live music or sure. local music, it's, it's kids. Yeah. You know, to, to show them that, hey, you know, you can do this also. Yep. Absolutely, man. You know, and that's, and that's just a great thing. Music in itself is just a, it's, it's a great release. Yep. You know, it's fun. Yeah. To, to say, you know, here, I'm going to pick up these six strings and... Look what I'm going to create. Exactly. You know, look what I can do. Yeah, and usually kids are your biggest fans. Oh, exactly. You know? And they learn a lot faster, too. They'll pick it up <laughs> yeah. a lot quicker. Yeah. You get a 16-year-old with a guitar, and then put him next to a 40-year-old with a guitar, and neither one of them's ever played before. Who do you think's going to learn faster? <laughs> yeah, the kid, no doubt. I mean, <laughs> eager, hungry, you know? Exactly. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and play another live song. Here. All right. Hey, Mr. Bobcat. Go ahead and tell us a little bit about this song. I wrote this one around the time I wrote Back to Where I Belong, moved back from the city. I think I was in the backyard one day. I was renting this little bitty farmhouse out in the middle of the woods. It's just something I wanted to do after being in the city for so long. So I rented this farmhouse out in the sticks, you know, off the grid, as my friends would say. Yeah. And I remember I was in the backyard one day. Just strumming on a, uh, a guitar and a, and and buzzing on a harmonica. As I was buzzing on this harmonica, I looked up and there was a cat about twenty feet from me. And I thought, that's an awful big cat, you know. And I looked over again, and it was a stinking bobcat that apparently thought my harmonica playing was a dying animal or something. So he had ventured on up looking for a, a dying mouse or bird or something. So Yeah, we do have bobcats yeah. around here. So you don't see them often anymore. Yeah. So I shoot, yeah, but I shoot the bobcat <laughs> off and realize, well, I guess this tune, which didn't have a name yet, is going to end up be, you know, having something to do with a bobcat. <laughs> so I ended up writing this tune, Hey, Mr. Bobcat, about that experience. So that's, right. that's the story behind it. Well, let's play it and check it out. Mr. Bobcat, it's okay. I'm only a watching these are birdies today. And it got me no powder, I ain't got my gun. Let's go on, have some fun. Mr. Bobcat, it's alright Got me some pretty little flowers in my sight And it got me no powder, no, I got my gun Let's go on, have some fun Running straight there for my house And I got me no powder Ain't got my gun Go on, have some fun Bobcat, I'd better go. I better not see you here tomorrow. Cause I'll have me my powder and I'll have my gun. And I'm gonna have me some fun. Run. 
Another great song. So uh, you, you talked about that. You know, you seen this bobcat out in the, in yeah. the backyard. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it just amazes me. The, just the the littlest things that inspires yeah. people. Sure. Right. Sure. Sure. And you you know you have to be pretty sensitive to life and be aware of those situations and what people say because I'm around here, man. Being in West Tennessee, you get great <laughs> ideas every day in conversations talking to people if you just pay you attention do. you know to what they're saying in the stories and you think dad gummit man that would that would be a great tune you know <laughs> you're like can i use that <laughs> yeah that's it, it is amazing i mean because you never know what's gonna come up no, somebody's mouth no, here in the south it no. may be something totally ridiculous or it yeah. may be something sure just downright hilarious yeah like granny shot the dog you know, you know? And, and old brandon he, he's coming to the studio hey i just met you He's made it in. He's, hey, man, stuff happens, and sometimes you eventually get where you're going, don't you? Exactly. You know, you never know what the bobcat's going to drag in. <laughs> That's right. Well, and I've been waiting for this interview all week long because oh, it turns out I, I swapped cell phones this week, and my old cell phone, the only music I had downloaded to it was one of Jeremy's songs that he sent out about a year ago. And I've listened to that song about 15 times. It was like Groundhog Day every time I got in my car because my car automatically. Automatically syncs up to my phone, sure. and it's just playing your song every time I got in. The first couple of times, I was like, damn, I haven't listened to this in a long time. I forgot how much I like this song. But by which the one was it? I don't know. Come on, Brandon. I don't know the answer to that. It's the one that you sent out in the email where you can take the download from. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of the promotional ones that was about a year old. I mean, in my head, I hear it. Sure, I understand. I don't keep up with song titles either, man. Just my own. I was looking for a journey song this week, and I couldn't remember it, but I can remember the first one. <laughs> so, Jeremy, uh, thank you for coming in with us, and I love your music. And this guitar, Thanks, man. Has, has he talked about the guitar that you're... No, that you're, no, we have no, The man, resonator. This, yeah. This guitar that you're holding is awesome. Talk to us about this guitar, because yeah. I've seen you play with it several sure, times. Sure, sure. Well, the... You know, this is a, a resonator. You know, uh, back in, the, I guess, the 20s and 30s, uh, when a guitar needed to be a little bit more prominent amongst, like, uh, <laughs> New Orleans jazz bands and big bands and stuff, you know, a, guitar, a wooden guitar truly is not that loud, okay? Right. So, really, you can, you can get uh, kind of recorded over or played over when you're playing with a bunch of people, so... Uh, these companies started coming up with this resonator idea, which, which is just a metal cone. Uh, some are metal, some are steel. Basically, it's like a large cup or mm-hmm. cone inside your guitar, which when you, you pluck the strings, when you pick, when you play, the sound not only bounces down into the guitar, but projects out very loudly. Cone. Yeah, and it's, it's it a resonates. Real, it resonates. There you go. Exactly. Key word there. So it's a very fat pure sounding guitar you know in comparison just a straight up wood guitar which are good you know in a lot of instances but for stuff like this man i mean you don't need an amp you know right uh, you don't need to plug in you don't need to electrify this is about the same as plugging into an amp well, i tell you there's, there, there's something i used to make uh, a couple of years ago and it, it's something that you could play well i'm sure and and it's probably something you would really like but it's a cigar box guitar yeah oh yeah man those are neat i want and, one of uh, those and uh, yeah, I, I made them for a few years. Used to sell Did you them really? down at a store in Jackson. Really? Seemed, they seem to take over pretty well, and I just kind of ran out of time and sure, you know, and just just quit making them. And but yeah, they were fun to make. You know, there wasn't nothing fancy to them at yeah. all. But it was mine was based on the old blues. Yeah, there you, you go, know, man. You had just screws and bolts, no sure. frets, and yeah, all slide and raw and gritty, like we were saying, you know. <laughs> Now, have earthy you, have you talked yet about uh being on tour with john mayer <laughs> oh that was a long i was a wee child in those days but yeah man like we were talking earlier scenes i've i've been through and uh genres i've been in when i was oh man 
uh, I went to Murfreesboro and studied the the music business there. And last couple of years, you know, once I get started getting to writing songs, uh, you know, a, a few of them started doing really well in the Nashville area. And uh, I was in a little pop rock group that I was writing for called I Forty E Y E Forty. Horrible name because you have to spell it. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime you have to spell your band name for people, it's a bad choice of a name. But yeah, man, we I was in the pop rock scene there early 20s and at the same time mr john mayer was getting big in that scene also and uh so the first time he came to nashville he was playing at uh, nashville river stages which i'm not sure they have anymore but a big huge festival especially in the south or throughout the country and uh, we got asked to open up for john mayer that's awesome and we were kids man we were straight out of college we were like 22 23 24 you know, so uh, hanging out backstage with all all these big artists and stuff, and it, it kind of spoiled me because yeah. I was right out of college, and here I was <laughs> with the big dogs, you know. <laughs> and anybody that, that knows anything about John Mayer, man, he, he's very distinct on his vocals. Sure, sure. Something else he's got is an amazing talent for the guitar. Oh, man, he can rip it up. I've watched numerous times him and Buddy Guy on stage together, and, I mean, they yeah. were just absolutely amazing. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, and John, he, he plays, you know, more of the, the rock scene. And, sure. But, you know, he, he was born to do blues. Yeah. I don't care what anybody yeah. says. That guy yeah. can do blues like sure. nobody else. His, his favorite, my favorite stuff that he does is blues. Yeah, He'll do that pop stuff. He'll do that kind of acoustic rock. But I hear, like, that stuff he does with Buddy Guy. And that true it's, blue stuff, man. He just, he looks comfortable, you know. He just looks exactly. like naturally that's his genre. You know, yeah, so he's he's absolutely amazing. M- much respect for John Mayer. He's a talented and dude. Anybody that can say they've opened up for John Mayer, <laughs> yeah, that's I'm, I'm, cool I'm going to say they have accomplished something. <laughs> yeah, well, that that's not just your run yeah, of the mill local sure, musician. Sure, I sure. mean, if you can open up for John Mayer. You're successful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you never do it, anything else. Yeah, yeah. We, we were so young, man, it's like we didn't realize what was happening. Right. You know, like I said, early 20s, you think, oh, uh, we don't really get this. We can't yeah, who's, process who's this, this yet. And then, and, yeah. Another awesome thing about Jeremy, if you ever go over to his house, and we've been over to his house yeah, a yeah. couple of times, uh, he has awesome <laughs> vinyl record players. That yeah, really. Room. Yeah, I'm. I'm a, that vinyl. Sure. Before, before you leave, you got you got to see the one in my living room. Yeah, before, absolutely. Before you leave. Yeah, do you I, like listening to music on vinyl, dude. I would I would listen to records 24 hours a day. You know <laughs> what? There's such a difference in the sound. You know, right. it's warm, it's rich. Uh, you know, music these days. I mean, I know we're doing a podcast, but that's <laughs> the great thing about technology. Yeah, right. But uh, if we could do it on vinyl, I'm sure y'all would oh, too. Oh man. Yeah. Well, did you notice yeah. last year was one of the highest record yes. selling yeah. years yeah. ever. Of course, a lot it's, of that it's goes coming back. back to Nashville. Sure, sure. No doubt. Well, I think, I think one of the Jack trailblazers of, of the vinyl is, like he said, Jack White. Sure, absolutely, he, man. He's, he's burning a path again for vinyl. He is. And Well, and there was some great news that came out about vinyl this week. Jack White has bought the, uh, the, the catalog. Well, it was more than the... He did the uh, catalog full of music from... The old days and the jazz. And yeah, the from yeah, yeah, yeah. This week he bought the original pressing of uh, Elvis Presley from Sun yeah, Records. Really? Yeah, And yeah. he's going to re-release Elvis Presley's first record that oh, he ever man. recorded. That'll be awesome. And that's good for this area. Yeah. Oh, you know? Awesome. Yeah, of course it, it is. No doubt will yeah. bring more attention to this area. And that's going to be re- released on Record Store Day. Through Third Man Records, so if you want your copy of Elvis's first uh, ever recording on vinyl, you can get it on a seven-inch vinyl on Record Store Day uh, up at Third Man Records in Nashville. Sign me up, dude. I'm in. I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm an Elvis nut. <laughs> well, Jeremy, it's 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 been a pleasure having you. Yeah, today. man, we, I've we've, enjoyed we've it. Learned a lot about your music and uh, and your songs. You're, you're, we're going to get you to play another one before we all right. head out. Good but deal. Cool. Just wanted to let you know that uh, you know we appreciate you coming in. We appreciate all these local musicians that, yeah, that take their time and come in here. And and be- before you leave, I want you to go ahead and tell people where they can find you, where you can be reached, sure, where they can sure. get your music. Sure, uh, man, every place possible. Listen, you can go to my website, JeremyMcEwen.com. 
If you're a Spotify user, you can get on Spotify. You can download a single I got on there called Mississippi Free. There's Bandcamp. There's uh, Amazon. There's iTunes. There's Rhapsody. So uh, I, I really I try to. I'm, I like vinyl, but I'm hip to technology and the fact that right. well, you've got you to know if you're you, sell music you got to get out there be. digitally. So well, uh, your music's being played all over the world. Yeah, man. Yeah, and that's something a little sure. bit different than maybe some of our guests that we've right. had on here. You're getting yeah. played in New Zealand. Sure. You're getting played in Germany. I mean, this is Australia, like, Europe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm pretty grateful, you know, because like you guys, there's a lot of. Uh, DJs out there. There's a lot of internet streaming kind of right. people that truly, when it comes down to it, they are the legit music loving, you know, right. DJs that are playing good music. Like we said earlier, we were talking, you know, Clear Channel doesn't tell these people what to play. Right. You know, these are DJs. And that's how recorded music truly started was people that loved music were recording music or you right. worked as a DJ. These guys, yeah, in Europe, uh, Australia, a lot of people are picking it up in the States and Canada are really spinning my latest single, Mississippi Free. And uh, we lucked up this week. We got the Roots Music Report charts and uh, the single Mississippi Free had topped off at, or debuted at number eight as far as acoustic blues, the top That's 50 great. acoustic blues, you know? So, uh, Well, people don't understand how much country music and Americana music are craved over in Europe. Sure. Man, when oh, I, exactly. I lived in Scotland in 2002 and 2003, and I'm walking down the road the first day that we got there trying to figure out what was there and what I'd be able to find, and I walk into my first record shop, and I'm like, awesome, there's a record shop yeah. here. And when I walk in... It is all Americana yeah. and country music. Yeah, man. Like, sure. Where have you know? I landed? And, and, yes. and rockabilly. They're yeah, huge man. rockabilly fans. You know, yes, they are. You know, here in America, we are so pop-influenced. You know, exactly. America, I mean, we see, you know, these people are talented, but we see Kanye West. We see Taylor Swift. We see Justin Bieber. That's what America sees. Unfortunately, right. there's this whole... There's no other, yeah, whole other genre. whole other world of music that most people don't know, but people that aren't from here... Like you said, Australia, Europe, they love it. They're fascinated by it. They can't get it fast enough. They want to right. play it on their radio. They love it, man. So with everybody hollering to buy local these days, <laughs> try to buy local with exactly. your music exactly. as well. Support local musicians. Support the folks that are out at your community events and out at your festivals, out at the Strawberry Festival, out at the Teapot Festival. Those folks that are out giving their time so that your kids and you can hear some pretty awesome music live and actually get the feeling and experience of what it's like to be at a concert or what it's like to hear somebody play and see them come out and leave everything there on the stage for you. Buy local whenever you're buying music. It's just as important as buying from your local mom and pop grocer because if you don't, just like the mom and pop grocer is going to dry up, so will the local musicians. That's right. Absolutely, man. And before we leave, I want to I want to tell everybody, remind everybody that we are now on Stitcher Radio. Everybody, please go to Stitcher Radio and check out the back porch with Jay and Brandon. If you're on a desktop, we ask that you please give us reviews, comments. The more five-star reviews that we get on Stitcher, the more they're going to promote this show, the more our local music will get spread. Um, you can also find us at tennesseebackporch.podbean.com. Again, we ask that you go there, check out our sponsor links, that you you know support our sponsors. If it wasn't for them, we very well could not be here today. Um, we've also got a link on our page to where if you like what you hear, you can make a donation to the Back Porch. Well, Jeremy, go ahead and play us your, your last sure, song sure. for us. Tell us a little bit about it. And... Well, seeing that springtime is rolling around, and I'm going to do a tune, which I think this is the one maybe Brandon had got last year, called Here Come a Cotton Mouth. <laughs> Out. Here come that old cotton mouth Slipping and sliding yet down the street 
Oh, oh, leave him alone Oh, you'll be dead down to the bone You will be dead down to the bone And I ain't lying dead to the bone Watch out if he calls up Cause he'll rear back and light you up Rear on back and light you up I said watch out if he calls up Cause he'll rail on back and light you up Rail on back and light you up He will rail on back and light you up Well oh, oh you better watch out Here come that old cotton mouth Wandering down the street Oh, leave him alone Oh, you'll be dead down to the bone You will be dead down to the bone I ain't a kidding Dead to the bone You will leave venom in your veins From them old deadly veins Leaving that venom there in your veins he will leave venom in your veins from them old deadly veins, leaving that venom there in your veins, leaving that venom there in your veins. Oh, you better watch out! Here come that old cotton mouth, slipping and sliding yet down the street. Oh, leave him alone or you'll be dead down to the bone You will be dead down to the bone I ain't lying dead to the bone There's no time to scream and shout Get out your knife and cut it out Get out your knife and cut it out there's no time to scream and shout Get out your knife and cut it out Cut your skin and suck it out Cut your skin and get it out